You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Katie from Queen's Podcast. Just a heads up, our show does include some strong language. So if you're uncomfortable with that, this might not be the show for you. Cheers, bitches. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. All right, so 2019, first episode of 2019, and she's a doozy. Yeah, bitches, we're back. (laughs) (laughs) So who are we talking about today, Nathan? So we're talking about Mary, Queen of Scots. Well, first, let's thank our Patreon supporters. So shout out to our Empress supporters, Anastasia or Anastasia. I'm always going to do this with her name. Anastasia. (laughs) Angelica, Brianna, Brendan. Charity, Courtney, Anita, Heather, Her Royal Highness, mm-hmm. Jackie, Jared, Kelly, Cara, Kristen, Lizzie, Maureen, Megan, Sarah, Kate, Tiffany, and Yen. And then to our Queen Consorts, Alexis, Amanda, Anna, Claire, Danny, Aaron, Haley, Helene, Jaime, Jamie, Yara, Jessica B, and Jessica M, Jose, Kat, La Michelle, Megan, Melissa, Stephanie, Taylor, Terry, and Queen Toby. We also have a correction. Yeah, listener Teresa wrote to us about the Freddie Mercury episode. His lover for the last few years of his life was named Jim, but we called him Tim. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's because my brother's name is Tim, and I just, like, made a little slippy slippy. Yeah, so sorry Um, about that, guys. Yeah, sorry. Thanks for the correction, Teresa. Yeah. So... Mary Queen of Scots, and what are you drinking today? <laughs> Nathan is drinking gasoline. <laughs> um, so what it is, is I googled uh, scotch drinks, and then Mary Queen of Scots cocktail came up, so I was like, bonus for the win. And it's two shots of scotch, um, one shot of green chartreuse, which I just thought was a fucking color, um, but apparently it's a liqueur that's like marinated with a hundred and something different herbs and spices. It's a bougie. It's a bougie liqueur. Yeah, and it's actually from her time period. Oh, okay. So it was like distilled and started the recipe in her time period. So that's why I think the recipe was created. And I think I remember reading in the descriptions like, what you drink next to a on a cold night next to a warm fire, I'm like, bitch, you could start a fire with this shit. Yeah. So I'm doing a dry January because my liver um, had enough. Yeah. But I'm going to have a sip just to just so I know what we're doing. Oh, God. I don't think I'm going to like it. No, you're not. I can already tell you. Yeah. Mm-mm. No? <laughs> oh, what is that aftertaste? Gasoline. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's got like... 
black licorice aftertaste to it, which I hate, so. Yeah, licorice is always one of those candies that as a kid you're like, why the fuck do you like licorice? Uh, uh, (laughs) So I don't think I would ever order that uh, restaurant myself. Or ever? (laughs) I'm not... It's not a cocktail that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to break my dry January for that, so... But, but I will give a shout out to Green Chartreuse. It it does taste good by itself. Well, you're you're expanding your horizons. Yes, you're learning about cocktails. And bitch, that shit was expensive. <laughs> so Mary Queen of Scots. Um. So just disclaimer: anybody who watches Rain, <laughs> this is not the story that you think it is. Katie's gonna throw some shade on Rage because it is yeah. it is some garbage. Uh, but I love garbage. I watch I watch a lot of garbage TV. So I could no, I could name a list. <laughs> no hate on people who like that show. It's it is a fun show to watch. It's just not the story we're going to tell. No, not today. at all. <laughs> Don't take that as historical fact because yeah. it's not. So she was born in in real life. She was born December eighth, fifteen forty two, and she became queen became queen of Scotland. Six days later. This baby's got a job, bitch. Baby's got a job. Bitch. Baby's got a job. (laughs) Bitch. Yep. (laughs) Her father was James V of Scotland, and her mother was Mary Guise, Mary of Guise. So let's talk about mom and dad a little bit. Let's spill some tea about them. Yeah. So James was the king of Scotland Mm -hmm. at about one years old. What is up with all these babies with jobs? (laughs) That baby had a job, bitch. Baby baby had a job, job, bitch. (laughs) So... Sorry, guys. I need to pull myself together. Our single is dropping. <laughs> okay, so this was very common for the Stuart dynasty, to be honest. Yeah, like it, like it kept happening the to them. Mm-hmm. And James's mom was Margaret Tudor, the sister of Henry VIII. So the Stuarts have kind of a claim to yeah. The so English she's basically throne. like cousins. Yeah, yeah, they're cousins. But Henry VIII is her great uncle. Yeah, exactly. So, James had a tendency to sleep with women outside of his marriage and have a fuck ton of illegitimate children. Well, his first illegitimate child, because he was made king so young, mm-hmm. and his his regents, whenever he was a teenage king, wanted to keep him not interested in ruling. So, they kept throwing mistresses at him. I think he yeah. fathered his first illegitimate child when he was like 15 or something like that. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously none of those illegitimate children could like inherit, like ever hope to be king. No. Because they were illegitimate. And that's how history worked. Yeah. Her mom was Mary of Guise. And I, I do want to cover Mary of Guise one day. She's a very interesting lady. Yeah. I'm, I, we've talked about the Guise family in the past a little bit in our Catherine de Medici episode. Yeah, a little bit. I'm kind of touched on it. Yeah, but it's a very interesting family. And, and she they're, is, just, they're just super powerful and bougie. Very bougie. Dripping in bouge. <laughs> they were. Yeah. They considered themselves <laughs> just as noble as the royal family, and they were they were powerful and rich. So and there's a story that Henry VIII actually wanted her mom, Mary uh, of Guise, Mary of Guise, to be his after bride. After Jane Seymour died, I think mm-hmm. after Jane Seymour died, and he was like searching around, he because Mary of Guise was very tall, and he was like, "I'm a big man." I need a big woman. Mm-hmm. And the story goes that she wrote back, like, I might be a big woman, but I have only a very little neck. Ooh! You burnt. 
Burn! Obviously, that's, um, you know, referencing Anne Boleyn. Like, why would I marry you? You cut one of your wife's heads off. <laughs> what are you thinking, that is, psycho? That is not the thing that I admire in a man. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, you burnt Henry, one of the great disses of history. Um, <laughs> and I love it. That, yeah. I'm here for it. She's sassy. <laughs> so, mom and dad had uh, three children in total. But Mary was actually the only one to Mm -hmm. live on to adulthood. Yeah. I just put in our outline, I just put this picture of James V. Like, (laughs) whoever did this portrait, like, I didn't read anything to indicate that James V had a lazy eye. (laughs) But this portrait, like, can you just imagine being James V being like, the fuck was my eyes, bro? Like, why did you... Do I really look like that? Why did you paint it that way? Has nobody told me that I look like this? (laughs) So let's see, what did Mary look like? So she was tall. She was so tall. Uh, she was six fucking feet tall. This is a time when the average man was like 5'8". Mm-hmm. So for a woman, I mean, it's a six foot tall woman is really tall in today's standards. Yeah. You know? And not only that, but she was gorgeous. Everybody that ever described her was always like she's so pretty she's got auburn hair brown she a, eyes she had a really infectious personality too yeah so that i and you know because somebody can look not that sign to you but then you get to know them and you're like oh my god she's so gorgeous because but even so in the opposite you can you can meet somebody that's absolutely stunning but then whenever you go talk to them they're like a fucking void of yeah. any personality so she, had, she was beautiful on the outside and was very um attractive personality too Yes. Pale, light skin, which at the time was... I mean, she's Scottish. I mean, she's got auburn hair, pale skin, brown eyes. Yeah. She was gorgeous. If she was around today, I think she would either be a runway model or a professional volleyball player. (laughs) Yeah. Because she was also super athletic. She loved riding. Yeah, she definitely loved loved horses. Going, like, just playing different sports. So she kept a really trim figure her whole life, too. When she was born... Her dad was off fighting a war with England. Because that's what you do. That's that's just sort of what you do when you're from Scotland back then. I'm, I'm or France. Or, or Spain. Or everybody. <laughs> <laughs> everybody fucking hates England, so but let's all go attack especially them. Especially Scotland and England. They have basically been on again, off again I mean, they, they, they still are. I mean, like, they're not at war. I mean, war, they're not at like, war, but they still kind of have, like, we want to be independent. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. So, James is off a warring, and um, he gets sick, and, like, he's on his deathbed. A messenger comes to tell him, you know, your wife has given birth to a daughter. And he supposedly said, it came with a lass, and it'll go with a lass. Um, I wish I could make you weird. do it in a Scottish accent. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I have been watching a lot of Outlander lately, but I'm not gonna. Um, so that's a little bit of a weird thing to I know. say. Well, what it means, like the um, the royal family, the Stuart dynasty started in a maternal line. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was saying, like the Stuart dynasty started with a lass. It'll go with a woman but it's um why the fuck would he say that i don't yeah, i don't totally buy saying, it my dynasty's go like my dynasty's gonna start with a woman and end with a woman bitch it started with a woman and it started again with a woman like <laughs> it's just a weird thing for him to say so i don't i mean it makes a fun story but he also had some haters aka john knox yeah who possibly could have made this whole thing yeah up. john knox is a dude that we'll talk more on episode two of mary queen of scots 
He's um, a douche canoe. He is a douche canoe, and he hated Mary. And so it's completely possible that this is, like, something that he started years and years... Like, a story that he started years and years later. So, so anyway, she's 16? six days old, and she's fucking queen. <laughs> like one does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about, like, the... Um, changes in religion at this time. Yeah, we've talked about this in uh, a bunch of our different episodes. Um, Catherine, Catherine de, de Medici, Medici yeah. uh, Catherine of Aragon, Anne Boleyn. Yeah, like this was a big time uh, like the Protestant Reformation was just spreading like uh-huh. wildfire throughout England. Basically, the Protestant Reformation was like Beatlemania. <laughs> like everybody <laughs> Calvinism ro- rolls through your town and all the teenage oh. girls are out there screaming like, yeah, like it's Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so Mary is on the Catholic side of this. Because mm-hmm. her mom is super duper 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 Catholic. Yeah, the Guise family of France were super Catholic. Mm-hmm. And, and Scotland's actually leaning in to, to the, the Protestant, Protestant mm-hmm. side of it. Mm-hmm. So that's creating a little bit of conflict. Maybe it'll be important later. Let's see. I don't know. Um, so obviously Mary can't do a whole bunch of, you know, ruling at the age of six years old. Um, that's not going to happen. No, no. <laughs> so she has to have people, regents, that, you know, take her place and make decisions for her. Mm-hmm. And the first one was this dude named the Earl of Arran. And the Earl of Arran was actually the next in line yeah. to the throne. And of he Scotland. was Protestant. Yeah. And, and he so was very pro England. England. Because a lot England. of people I mean, England wanted the two royal houses to unite and become one, you know, country basically. Yeah, so the Earl of Arran ends up like playing Let's Make a Deal. Yeah. And is like, Hey, Henry the Eighth, you have a new son named Edward. How about we marry Scotland and England together and marry baby Mary to... Baby Edward. Baby Edward and unite the country. Baby royal wedding. Oh my God, I can't wait. And so the Earl has this secretly, like secretly under the table, signs this treaty called the Treaty of Greenwich. Yes. And it didn't really hold any water because Mm -hmm. he didn't pass it through Parliament but basically what it did was, yeah, it united the two royal families and had betrothed the two baby monarchs to each other. And I don't really think Scotland would have been cool about this. Oh, they were not. No, no, no. You, th- you think correctly. Scotland, <laughs> the Scottish people were like, you did what now? Like, yeah. come again? Uh, I'm sorry, I must have misunderstood you. You did what? You did what? Excuse me? Yeah, they they were like, absolutely not. They were not down with it. So, long and confusing story short, <laughs> Scotland pulls out of the Treaty of Greenwich, and Scotland and England go to war again. And this is, I, we make this Forrest Gump reference so much, <laughs> but it's true. Or he's like, and I went to the White House again. Because guess what? Uh, history repeats itself. Yeah. So. And uh, fucking Scotland and England go into war Again. again. There was this alliance between Scotland and France called the Old Alliance. Yes. And in Scottish, it's spelled A-U-L-D. But it's, Just it's say old. it old. It's pronounced old. Yeah. It means old. No, Old Lang Syne. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a New Year's song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which, same thing. What, what the fuck is that song about? Old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind. Like, like just, who are these shady bitches that we just don't <laughs> want to think about it anymore? Like, who's this hoe that wrote the song? Whatever. Anyway, um, but yeah, so their alliance was basically just the the enemy of my enemy 
is my friend. Yes, and and so it's basically this has been around since like the twelve hundred, twelve hundreds. Yeah, you know, this has always been going. It on. It is an old a lot. It is indeed. Indubitably, indubitably, and so uh, Scotland was like, "Hey, France, we need to like." revamp the old alliance because England's going a little psycho on us right now. Yeah, and then Mary of Guise steps in and is like, I got this shit. I got this. I got this. <laughs> These are my peeps. <laughs> so I'm gonna betroth my sweet baby girl to the guy in France. Yes. The king in France's son because honestly, I think Mary of Guise saw Henry VIII and was like, this bitch is killing people left and right. Yeah. Like, she, of she, course, she she burned him for that. Yeah, she So didn't. she knows that he's fucking psycho. And, and she's like, am I really gonna, I didn't want to marry him. Would I want my daughter to marry him? Or his children. I mean, yeah, his but children. No. Fuck no. No, absolutely no. not. And also, I mean, the people of Scotland didn't want to be English. No. You know, they didn't want. <laughs> They're so, perfectly fine being Scottish. Thank so you. she is just like, I'm going to betroth my daughter to heir of France, bada bing, bada boom, we get protection, and France sends over troops. So, so this was called um, the so, rough wooing well, at the time. Well, Henry's reaction <laughs> to the revamping of the old of the old alliance is called uh, the rough wooing, um, which is a cute little name for Henry trying to burn Scotland to the ground. <laughs> yeah. It's basically what... Minimalize. He's like a fucking toddler, except he's a fucking toddler with an army. Yeah. So when he doesn't get his way, he's just like, well, I'll just kill you all. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. I'm and awesome. No, like, literally, England invades um, Scotland. And, I mean, they... In 1544... They nearly burnt the city of Edinburgh completely to the ground. That's crazy. It's like everything except for the castle was just annihilated. What, they trying to be Boudicca or something? I guess. (laughs) But, I mean, Mary of Guise was like, all right, this put the fear of God in her. She was like, all of this carnage and burning to the ground over my baby daughter? No. No. No, she's going overseas where you can't touch her. We gotta, we gotta get her to <laughs> Next a to a nice, strong French army. Place. <laughs> and, I mean, all of Mary's family, Mary of Guise's family, is still over there in, Scot- or in France. Yeah. And she knows the French royal family. Uh, Mary, Queen of Scots grandmother is in France. Yeah, like... So that's where I would naturally send my daughter. Yeah, so she was like, all right, sweet baby Mary, you're five years old. It's time for you to go be raised in France now. Yes. So, so long story short... Yeah, very long. Um, Mary of Guise is made regent, and pretty much just th- that Earl, the Earl of Aaron, kept fucking up, so... Yeah, and she's, like we discussed before, she's Catholic, and she's foreign she's from france and in at at the beginning she's pretty popular as a regent yeah and she yeah but she's in scotland who's a protestant country so i mean all the the cards are stacked against her but she actually does a pretty good job (laughs) so she sends baby mary off and baby mary arrives in france and is formally betrothed to the dauphin of france the dolphin the dolphin the dolphin of France. Flipper. A flipper. No. His name was Francis. Francis of France, because we're just not creative. <laughs> and she arrives in France on a ship that the king of France, who is also named Henry, 
sent her to travel on. This yeah. is the third episode where we talk about Henry the Second. Yeah, we've France, talked about him a lot. Um, in the Catherine de' Medici episode mm-hmm. and the Diane de Poitiers episode. Yep. yep. Um, and so remember, like at this time, France is bougie. Yeah, it's, it's the bougiest country in the world. Yeah, absolutely. They and are. Scotland just... was not. Scotland was considered kind of a redneck country. It's like the trailer park yeah, down from, the street. That's, I mean, <laughs> it's not fair, but that's how the rest of the world... No, that's how food. they saw them. Yeah. So, I guess Henry thought the Scottish boats would just sink like, immediately. <laughs> so, he was like, all right, send her some boats, get her over here. And so, she arrives. I mean, to be fair... Age five. To be fair, that, that trip from Scotland to France... Probably wouldn't be that awesome. <laughs> I mean, but it's not long. It's a lot shorter than like a trip from like. But that that the whole the, that sea between France yeah. and England is supposed to be not a smooth Choppy. sail, and she ended up boarding the ship with four of her friends, also named Mary. Mary. Yeah, they were uh, called the Four Marys. I wonder if she had like pet names for them, like you know, Sassy, Classy, Dopey, and Doc. You know, something like that. Probably. <laughs> Because what do you say? Uh, hey, Mary, come get me a soda. And they're like, what? What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, they were Mary Seton, Livingston, Fleming, and Beaton. And most of them stayed in her their service for oh, the her, rest of their lives. Yeah. yeah the, her absolutely. whole life. I don't, I don't want to spoil the whole story for you. But yeah. they were around for the yeah. rest of her life. So Mary rocks up in France, and she is immediately a hit. Like, everybody... Mm-hmm. Loves her. I, I think that they were expecting some buck tooth, you know, redneck girl, yeah. and then she steps off the boat and she's Just six a, foot tall, well, no, auburn hair. She's five, so well. she's, she's <laughs> not. That'd be a very fucking tall five year old. Oh yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> but she's she's just this adorable little child who already, already speaks French because her mother taught her. And I even read somewhere that all of her friends got seasick and everybody got seasick. She didn't get seasick. She. Like, immediately hits the scene in France, and yeah, everybody king, is like, this kid is adorable. This kid we is the shit. love her. Even the king was quoted as saying, the little queen of Scots is the most perfect child I have ever seen. Which pissed off Catherine de' Medici. Because yeah, because she has some children from... <laughs> and she's like, uh, what, what yeah, about our kids? Yeah, all the, daughter, all the daughters are like, cool dad. Thanks. Thanks. Fuck face. <laughs> so, at French court... She rocks up with all these Scottish dudes, and the French people are like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Do that again? No. <laughs> absolutely not. No. Which is French for no. <laughs> Who are these friggin' Scottish hicks walking up in my court yeah. in kilts? So, besides the four Marys, really most of her crew was sent back to Scotland. Like, French, the, and she like replaced with a French household. They were just like, a thanks, but no thanks. Uh, we really don't want your fucking hired help because it's Get disgusting. Them out of here. Um, <laughs> Mary took to France like a French fish to french water <laughs> like they she i mean she was half french like herself. a croissant to, yeah. to water yeah <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so, I'm moving on so um, almost immediately after she's here king henry starts calling her the queen of scotland and england and the heir to england <laughs> and Which she's is... just five years old so she's like Cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah I'm fine. So. Uh, where's the picture that I can color? Yeah, more <laughs> on this later. But uh, 
she also hit it off with her baby fiance Francis right away. They yeah, were, and that's something that I found really interesting is that they, I think that they were friends. Yeah, they and were. They loved each other. They like, um, yeah, they were friends immediately. None of that like silly childhood rivalry or anything like Mm-mm. that. And they they traveled she around. Was five and he was four. Yeah, and so, she towered over him. But like <laughs> at that age, as a five year old. Yeah, but I mean, their whole she always was going to be tall. Um, I mean. You know, little little girls are always taller than little boys at the beginning. Yeah, usually. And, um, but, yeah. I but, wouldn't know this. I'm just short. <laughs> so, yeah. You're taller than me. Well, Katie, that's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be a bitch. <laughs> anyway. So they, they were really friends. They were really yeah. close to each other. I mean, they were raised like brother and sister. Whenever they were together, though, there was an obvious contrast because Mary was very outgoing and witty even as a child and Francis was a little bit more shy reserved reserved and Mary was healthy and cute and Francis was a little sickly and had a stutter little had a stutter yeah um but I, I think that's a good contrast I mean yeah. if you were to be married to somebody and you had a stutter and were shy you would want to be married to she somebody she was going to make was... him look better yes exactly yeah, by association so let's talk about her education. Um, she was schooled with the French royal children, so top notch. Yes, is what we're talking top about fucking notch. So French was her first language, mm-hmm. but she did speak Old Celtic, Scottish, uh, English, Latin, Spanish, Greek. Like she learned every fucking language that she could at the time. <laughs> Religious studies were a big part of her education. Yeah, um, usually they are in this time. Yeah, and really in the time of like the different. Um, factions of christianity um i think it was was important to like know when you know like the laws were still being created Mm -hmm. around religion so and she did have that uh more right-brained aesthetic teachings where she had the dance dance. sewing instruments yeah she played the lute i think um she she was apparently really good at it and she loved riding horses and hunting yeah and it's around this time that she developed her love for animals especially dogs woman after my own heart i know like i read this and i was like and i'm in love yeah (laughs) and she carried that love for her dogs till the day she died yeah like period sad anyway um, more on that and, later. And I also read that she did learn a little bit from Cardinal Guise, which I nicknamed Cardi Guise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Cardi Guise in the house. Um, he actually taught her to be... Little more, bitch. <laughs> he actually taught her to be merciful and lenient and, you know, listen to her subjects and not judge them. Very religious. But I found it kind of ironic because... The Guise family is dramatic AF, mm-hmm. and they caused a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she got taught by Cardi Guise to yeah. keep it cool, it's like, but Cardi Guise turns around and makes a big old scene. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, by the age of 12, she actually is starting to send letters home, signing them Marie R. And I was like, what the fuck, R? Why is she? Regina. Yeah, and it's Regina, so it's Maria Regina, which is yeah. Queen Mary. Yeah. So she's at the age of 12 knowing, okay, I'm going to be Queen Mary of France. Yes, I'm going to be Queen Mary of France. <laughs> I'm already Queen Mary of Scotland. Like, yeah, and so like we said, do? she already had family in France. Mm-hmm. Um, her grandmother's in France, and they're already super rich and powerful, so she's got it pretty much set up. Yeah, so she is sitting 
pretty. Um, even though her mother remained in Scotland, they remained pretty close by writing letters. Mm-hmm. Um, she, her mother was still a huge influence on her life, if not, mm-hmm. even though she wasn't physically present. She wrote her all the time. I think the last time they saw each other was like at age seven or something. Yeah, her mother but came they to wrote visit each other for a to little the, bit. To the day that, I mean... She wrote each other. They wrote each yeah. other. Period. Yeah. The Guise family was really overreaching with their power over Mary. <laughs> yeah. Cardi Guise. Speaking of which, <laughs> Catherine de Medici. Yeah. Time to talk about Kathy Demich and yes. her relationship with Mary is usually painted as a really negative one, but also Kathy kind of has that reputation in history of being like a bitch. So she's painted that way. I don't think. Their relationship was as volatile as people like no. to say. Mm-mm. But I think, um, I mean, because Mary was above the French princesses at court. So I, I do think Kathy would have been a little bit meh about that, you know? Yeah, like, so not only did King Henry declare that Mary would take precedence over her children, like her Catherine de Medici's yeah. own children... Not only did he do that, he like we said earlier, he said that, oh, this is the most beautiful child that I've ever seen. And then I think it's just Catherine de' Medici already felt like she was taking a back seat with Diane de Poitiers. She just she so never she, felt like she was important in court. And so, now her children aren't important. Yeah, either. and she's like, that was supposed to be my claim to fame was my children. And now my children aren't even fame. Like, yeah. what the hell am I doing here? And now all these geese relatives are coming out of the woodwork, you know, grabbing at power. So I think Catherine de Medici's um, disdain for Mary had nothing to do with Mary. And it wasn't a disdain towards Mary. Th- it was her husband. It was. She was mad at her husband. She was for- mad at her husband and all these relatives coming out of nowhere. Yes, exactly. So, so. it had nothing to do with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> a little kid. <laughs> so remember how we said that when she first got there, Henry is like, you're Queen of Scotland and you're the heir to England. And lots of people did view her as the heir to England. So let's kind of... Talk about that. Yeah, so we have uh, Mary Tudor, Queen of England, mm-hmm. um, a.k.a. Bloody Mary, which well, is a bad the, title. Whenever, by the time we're talking she about was, right now, Henry was, VIII had died, but was Ed, I think Edward was still oh, on still the throne. Because Edward only lived to be like 15 or something, so maybe he's like 12 at this point or something so, like that. Uh, Mary Tudor, aka Bloody Mary, which is a bad term for her. Yeah. But she's she's next in line. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of knows Edward's sickly. Yeah. She's next in line, but she's also old and she's And also not, gonna, not never been in great health. And she's probably not gonna produce an heir. And, and so the next in line after uh, Mary Tudor, aka Bloody Mary, um in on the English throne is Elizabeth, who is the daughter of Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn. And her claim to the throne is pretty fucking shaky, guys. Yeah, a lot of Um, people don't view her... Well, one, no Catholic views her as legitimate. Even the Pope's like... Absolutely not. No. no. Because... um, She has to be... If she's a monarch, she's Catholic. Yeah. Period. Well, Edward is Protestant. And nobody's saying that he doesn't, but he's a boy. Mm-hmm. And his parents were definitely a legitimate marriage because both of King Henry VIII's previous wives had been dead. Um, Elizabeth was born 
to um, a union that a lot of people just never viewed as a legitimate yeah, marriage they didn't to recognize begin with it. Mm-hmm. because Henry VIII's first wife was still alive whenever he married Anne Boleyn. So, listen to our Anne Boleyn episode if this is confusing to you. Uh, but I think most people know who Elizabeth the first the is. The first is. Yeah. So anyway, that's what um, Francis was saying. He was like, or, or not Francis, I'm sorry. That's what Henry, Henry. II of, or Henri of <laughs> France was saying. He was like. Um, you have more of a claim to the throne than, than Elizabeth, Elizabeth I does. So if no heirs come up, you're going to be the next in Because line. basically uh, what it boils down to is Mary, Queen of Scots, would have had the Pope's support. Exactly. Period. The Boba. <laughs> so by so bef- the 16th, 16th century standards, yeah, like Elizabeth's claim was shaky. It wasn't gonna. It didn't look like there was gonna be any other heirs coming. So Henry the Second of France was being like setting Mary up to try to grab that throne exactly. for herself and for France. So before the wedding, Henry convinces Mary that he needs to sign over. The rights to Scotland. Oh, this gives me a migraine. So she's 14. <laughs> so um, Mary Queen of Scots is 14. And she didn't have any Scottish advisors with her. Mm-mm. A, a they re- would have been against this. <laughs> a reoccurring theme in Mary's life is that she makes bad decisions. Yeah. And so this was a bad decision, but all her advisors were French. I couldn't find for sure if her mother advised her to sign this treaty or not. But, I mean, she may have. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't have any Scottish advisors. And Henry was like, so before you marry my son, I want you to sign over the rights to Scotland. And it basically was like, okay, if Mary, Queen of Scots, dies with no children, France would inherit the throne of Scotland. Oh, that's a horrible deal. Yeah. That's like, let's make a deal on crack in no. hell. <laughs> she signs it because she's 14 and this is her this is the only father she's ever known yeah and he's and obviously being like yeah sign the deal yeah that looks he's like, good he's like, it's no big deal and she's <laughs> like oh it's no big deal okay cool cool <laughs> i love this little picture that you posted in here you know that like, meme with that guy being like oh, oh. baby what is you doing <laughs> don't do that bitch don't do that straight away so in 1558 mary and francis get married and fucking wedding is lit fam mm-hmm. like it's crazy she's been in france for 10 years now so these are her peeps yeah this was the big to do yeah in the fucking french quarters yeah so <laughs> she was 15 and francis was 14 and they got married in notre dame cathedral because they bouge they bougie and mary wore a white dress with a train which and we, we we're sitting here going, oh, that's common. Of course, she a white dress yeah, with a train. Yeah, yeah, white dress with a train. She's very ahead of her time. She's very ahead of her time. I mean, basically, first of all, white was the color of mourning yes. in France at the time. But she was basically just like, but I look really good in white. So, do you think, like, at the age of like eight or nine, she's walking the streets of France, and then she sees some woman in mourning, and she's like. Oh my yes. god, she looks fierce. I want to get married in that. She looks fierce. No, I, have you ever seen the episode of um, The Office, uh, Pam and Jim's wedding? Mm-mm. And I think it's Pam and Jim's wedding. And like, <laughs> um, Kelly, Kelly Kapoor rocks up mm-hmm. in a white dress. And we're oh like, my god. you're not supposed to wear white to a wedding. She goes, 
I had an emergency. And, like, and later she was like, the emergency? I look really good in white. <laughs> and that's pretty much what she did. And yeah, she was like, I look really good in white. She pulled a Kelly Kapoor. She looked damn good. And everybody who was anybody was there. Mm-hmm. Everybody who was anybody. And the, after the royal family, the Guises, The everybody. cardinals, the archbishops, other royal people, like everybody was there. And then after the wedding, they basically had to parade down the streets of Paris and just... And people are like... I mean, she is a celebrity. I remember oh. even reading that there were um, quotes from the people in Paris that were even saying, this is the most beautiful queen in Europe. Yeah. Ever. And then, obviously... Elizabeth the first catches wind of that and is like, bitch. <laughs> um, they proceed to have a huge party and it went well into the night. God, they didn't do the bedding ceremony. Like Catherine oh, God, de Medici that and was Henry disgusting. II had to do. That is like, a, that is the stuff of my nightmares now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do at, not want that to happen to me ever. At the reception, um, the first dance, which is usually supposed to be the the married couple Mm -hmm. um king henry actually danced with mary instead because mary towered over francis yeah and mary was so graceful and good at dancing and francis was clumsy and since there was everybody who was anybody that was there henry was like i'm just gonna how flattering though for the king of france to be like my son can't dance. Let me dance with Let you, me darling. Dance with you and you're like, oh my god the king of france but also (laughs) hashtag poor baby francis yeah poor little All right, so Queen and King Consort of Scotland is their new title, and she's now the Dauphine of France. Yeah, the King of France creates their joint coat of arms, Mm -hmm. and he puts he puts in the English rose. Yeah, he does the English rose, the like Scottish uh, lion, and like the unicorn. I don't fucking know. And something the fleur de lis with French. But anyway, so. Their wedding coincides with the first year as of Elizabeth I's rule. And so, like, right out of the gates, she's like, oh, it's going to be like that, is mm-hmm. it? With them putting... They're um, overshadowing. Or, well, they're claiming England. Yeah. She's, and she's like, oh, oh really? really? <laughs> it's going to be like that. So right away, people are pitting the two against each other. And and it's pretty easy to do, to be honest with you. Because if you look at the both of their history, like, Mary grew up drama-free. Elizabeth had a lot of drama. <laughs> Elizabeth had a lot of drama in Mary, life. Mary grew up in cush-ass France. Elizabeth grew up in shit. Yeah. Um, Mary yeah. had a good relationship with her mom. Elizabeth's mom is... Head lobbed off. Yeah. Like, it's just an uphill climb for for poor Elizabeth. And Elizabeth just sees Mary and Mary As just... As, like, another... Well, Elizabeth, her entire life had been... Had to be, like... She had to be smart. Or she would I feel have been like, executed I feel like the ago. only reason that Elizabeth didn't like Mary is because Elizabeth saw Mary and was like, that's the life I should have had. Mm-hmm. That's the life that well, I should have... I think maybe... Um, in year one of her reign, them putting the English rose that would on the coat me of arms. Off. <laughs> I think that's why she didn't like Mary. But, you know, I do think she understood, okay, Mary is being ruled by the men in her life right now. So maybe mm. she wouldn't have made it, like, took it too personally Yeah, and that's what I her. read, is I read that Elizabeth's um, uh, court subjects were like, hey, the Guise families, you know, Cardi Guise is kind of cray. Yeah. And she's dramatic. And... Little bitch. <laughs> So it's not really her fault. Like, and it really wasn't. Like, it really wasn't, maybe. These is cardinal shoes. Um, 
Red hat. These are card <laughs> Oh my god. I'm... I need to make a new single dropping on <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> so, um, King Henri um, dies. This is <laughs> the third time in the history of our podcast we are going to talk about this brutal fucking way to die. I know. So, home dude thinks it's a great idea to be like, hey, there's a jousting tournament. I want to joust somebody. And he goes and picks somebody out of the crowd. He's like, let's joust. And they're like, no, why? you're the king of fucking France. Why Why is Henry all of a sudden like a redneck? Like, let's joust. <laughs> because he's about to die. <laughs> he gets a lance through the eyeball. Yes. Through and- his eye. And it took him ten days to die. Uh, so it's not like he got a lance through the eyeball and he was dead. Like, they... Oh, God. Guys, guys, I have scratched my um, eyeball before. Mm. And I have, like... I mm. took my contacts out one time and my contacts, like, peeled off some skin on my eyeball. Oh. That was on my birthday. And oh. that was the most painful thing I have ever been through in my entire life. Can you imagine? And getting... ear infection, which is bizarre because... It's gonna come up too. later. Um, but those two things... I can't handle. Like, poor dude had to have been in pain. Well, there was no modern-day painkillers. I mean, they would have just given him wine for a painkiller, you know? (laughs) Like, more wine, put me in a vat of wine, please. So, we've covered this stuff three times, so we're not going to go too much into it. He did. (laughs) It it was a horrible way to die, but he finally died, and now Mary is queen of France. At the age of 16. 16. At the coronation, poor baby Francis. He was like so small and frail that like he couldn't even wear the crown. Like literally heavy as like that falling, wears the crown. He's, a, he's falling over wearing the crown. And so like they had to like kind of like hold it above his head. I'm like, oh, it's your halo. Halo. And uh, the Guise family is like awesome we are gonna run this fucking country now oh no this is an absolute opportunity for them to start seizing power and it became a huge power struggle between um catherine de medici and the guise family yep and you know what i think mary didn't expect <coughs> to really have a big hand in the governance of france like i like she's yeah. consort she was only 16 so I don't think anybody really bothered her about it too much. And poor baby Francis didn't know what the fuck he was doing. I mean, you're barely, in modern terms, you're barely able to drive a car. Yeah. And you're driving a country. And now you're like 15, (laughs) 16, and they're like, here, France is yours now. And he's just like, I I don't, oh, it's a lot of pressure. (laughs) So back in Scotland, people are starting to feel like, Okay, this is becoming a little too French. We haven't really touched on it a lot. Scotland was basically occupied by France at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, the Scottish people weren't in love with it. No, not not at all. So they're trying to push Mary Guise out of this regency and replace her with, you know, Protestants. Because mm-hmm. that's what they are. <laughs> and Mama Mary sends word to France. And she's like, Help! Um, I need somebody help. help. Not just anybody. Exactly. That's exactly how it went. Now I'm just thinking that Mama Mary, shouldn't her name just be Mother Mary and just let make her be. say, let it be? Let it be. <laughs> We've had way too many Beatle references I in know. Mary Queen of Scots. <laughs> where, where is this all coming from? <laughs> We're talking about England. So um, Elizabeth was like, 
She's like still super furious about yeah. Mary trying to claim the English throne and everything. She sends English troops in to to block France from coming. Because the Protestant lords had reached out to England and they were like, look, we are sick of all this French shit. Um, and Elizabeth was like, you know what? I'm pretty sick of all this French shit too. And so she, her forces were able to block the French yeah. from coming in. Which is a big deal. And helping Mary of Guise. Um, yeah, that's how fed up the Scottish were with the French, that they were asking England for help. Yeah. Like, and they'd always uh, been enemies. Say what? So they sign the Treaty of Edinburgh. So Francis and the Guises' uncles send these guys to negotiate this thing in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And what they come back with is the Treaty of Edinburgh. And it states that Scotland is now a Protestant country. Mm-hmm. And France can no longer occupy Scotland. Um, and Mary and Francis have to take the English symbol off of their coat of arms. And Mary and Francis are pissed. They're like, no. We're not going to sign this. And it's like, well, it's kind of already been approved by Scottish Parliament. Uh, you might as well put your signature on it. Um, so they were in a, she was kind of in a weird state with like her people. Yeah. So the next year or so after this, it gets kind of sad for Mary yeah. Queen of Scots. So Mary Queen of Scots loses Mother Mary. She's no longer speaking to her, mm-hmm. let it be. Um, she did. She and passes away of dropsy in 1560. And I, I like, googled, like, what is dropsy? And I still don't really know what dropsy which is. Which is, like, your you know, internal like, organs. You've got more, you got more fluids in you than you should yeah, have. Yeah, you just drown in your own internal organ fluid. Um, I was, there's this uh, podcast called Rex Factor, which I'm sure a lot of people that listen to our show listen to. And when they were talking about her dying of dropsy, they were like, it sounds adorable. Like, she keeps dropping something. Like, oh, <laughs> oh dropsy. dropsy. <laughs> But no, it was not. A, it was not adorable. It was not fun. So people start to like point fingers that the Protestants had her poisoned, and Ugh. but they did an autopsy and they said that there was no foul uh, foul play. And it's 1560. Dropsy's a common thing for people, people to die just fucking from. Died. Yeah, and people died at younger ages. So, so. they're probably she probably wasn't poisoned. But just drama. It's just drama. there's just gonna be drama. Yeah, drama, there's drama, always drama. drama whenever somebody that's powerful dies. Yeah, and um, Mama Mary was buried in England, but later shipped to France for you know her proper formal funeral. Yeah, yeah, she was <laughs> stolen to France, like they snuck her away. Yeah, even though they hadn't been physically together many years out of their lives, Mary was super attached to her mother. Oh yeah. So this was devastating. She grieved her very. Very de- deeply. So, yeah, fifteen sixty was a really rough year for Mary. Yeah. Um. She not only did she lose her mother, she lost Francis. Her, um, husband, her husband died. <laughs> um. So in the fall of fifteen sixty, Francis comes back from hunting, and he's like, "I got an earache," and then everyone's like, "You got an earache," and then he has a seizure, and it was yeah. like, it was like boom, boom, boom. Like he just took, he took a hit. And he had never been super healthy. No, um, but he, he had this ear infection. Mm-hmm. I've never had an ear infection. I've had okay. I've had three surgeries on my ears because yeah. I've had ear infections, and so I can sympathize. There's been times that I've I've had a 
had a fungal ear infection in my ear. I don't ear. know what that means. Fungus. Sound. I'm, I know what all those words mean. Yes. I just put together. Um, but, like, I went to the doctor, like, oh, you have an ear infection. So they gave me antibiotics, and then it turned out that the antibiotics actually killed the bacteria that was eating the fungus that was eating my oh. ear. And so the fungus just went... Yay, Nathan's eardrum is dinner. And then I remember like Sorry to laugh. No, I know. But like I remember like my ear was leaking. Oh. And then one day like I touched it and I saw like a big pad of skin. That was my eardrum. Oh my god. I lost I lost a third of my eardrum that day. And that's with modern medicine. So and I was then. I was wailing because I was literally not even able to open my eyes because it was just like this throbbing so like you, you know can... how you can sometimes hear your heartbeat in yeah, your ears. That's like it all was you that hear. Th- no, cool. every time your heartbeat, it would hurt. Oh and no! And so it was just oh. literally like, oh. and so then you can definitely. So he got a brain abscess. His brain got infected because his ear was infected. It's close to your brain. I and... read something super gross. So if you're easily grossed out, please tune out. Fast forward for a second. <laughs> so yeah, let me tell you something really gross. He had yeah, like that abscess that went to his brain, but he had like a big boil like behind his ear too mm. and so they lanced it and pus came out of his nose and mouth oh dude that had to have been painful so poor baby francis took his time dying a really painful death and mary was heartbroken over this this is somebody that she was raised around i mean it was yeah. she was like five <laughs> we have no idea if the marriage was ever consummated he wasn't strong they were both so young so she she could probably still at this point view him more as a brother than mm-hmm. anything. But it's someone she grew up with. It's um someone she was very close with. And she took, And she cared for him. She took the I mean, it was just a hard year for her. She wrote a poem in her grief that said By day, by night I think of him, in wood or mead or where I be, my heart keeps watch for one who's gone, and yet I feel he's A with me. So she loved him. Like, I think she really did. Whether or not there was a sexual thing to it, we don't know. But at the end of the day, she was raised around him. She knew the guy. Like, very sad. Yeah. So she was distraught over this and her mother dying. Yeah. Like, that's horrible. So she attended the funeral and she stayed in France for about nine months after that. And then after that, there's there's nothing there for her. There's nothing there for her. No. And Catherine de' Medici was. She's like, when she's not as bad as what people paint her out to be. But she was, um. But she's like, bitch, hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. No, um, well, because once, once Mary's gone, the geese problem disappears. Mm -hmm. You know, so she's like, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, girl. Actually, yes, you do have to go home. (laughs) Girl, bye. Girl, (laughs) bye. So she's getting ready to move back to Scotland, and she's not thrilled about it no, because she's all she's ever been told was like oh girl you are so lucky to live here in france because mm-hmm. scotland is a shithole scotland is the trailer park of europe basically. and not only that she has to board another boat and sail across all these seas like she did before and you know that shit was not comfortable and she brought the four marys back with her hey mary so uh hey mary hey mary hey, hey mary, mary. <laughs> hey, mary. <laughs> so um in August 14th, 1561, she departs Calais um, for Scotland, and she wept. She was mourning the loss of her husband, 
her mother she's in the leaving. only home she's ever known. She's leaving everything behind. Yeah. I wouldn't blame her. Yeah. I would be like, girl, put your head on my shoulder, girl. Yeah. <laughs> she had no idea what was in store for her in Scotland. So she's She doesn't remember it at yeah. all. Like, there's no memory of her in Scotland. Yeah. But um, I guess it wasn't a really hard journey because they actually got there a lot earlier than they, she was expected to. <laughs> so, yeah. So she gets there and her the people that were supposed to meet her there and like take her to her new home weren't there yet because they arrived early so she just had to like like a local merchant ended up being like i mean do you want to come hang out at my house <laughs> i can just see it like he sees like 10 ships fly up and, and he's like a, and they're just like sitting there just being like i think we're supposed to have <laughs> Some people greeting us. And, and he's then like, he, like, walks up in his overalls and he's like, hey, guys. He's like, hi. Um, y'all are early, so you want to come in? I, so I don't funny. know. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> but eventually her half-brother James, the Earl of Moray. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, golden. Golden. Huh? You're golden. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> so um, he finally shows up to greet her. So let's talk a little bit about her brother James. So we talked earlier about how James V had a bunch of illegitimate children. And this is his oldest illegitimate child. And so he's the king of the bastards. <laughs> yes. He is the king of the bastards. James was Protestant, older, um, very experienced in politics, um, and very popular with the people of Scotland. Yeah. A lot of people highly preferred James. Like, they wanted James to be king. Because he probably had a penis and... Well, he definitely... Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Almost I think that's definitely. what it boils down to, really. Well, also, he grew up in Scotland. Yeah. He knew the people. Well, he, she the was... people knew But him. it wasn't her fault that she was shipped off. Yeah. They were familiar. He was familiar with the customs. He was familiar with the people. Yeah. He was Protestant. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, a lot of people really wanted him. So, and very smartly, um, Mary was like, well, you're going to be my chief advisor. Genius. Because you know these people, and I don't, and they like you, and they don't know me, so... You're, you're my gonna, you're BFF. Gonna be, you're going to be my right-hand man. <laughs> and he was, I'm sure, annoyed that he had to now be the right-hand man to a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> 17-year-old girl, however old she is at this point. But he was just like, all righty, I'll do what you say. Um, yeah, and that's putting aside his religious differences with her. You yeah, know, and, and at that's, the time, everyone that's was very thing. nervous. They're like, we're going to have a Scott, we're going to have a Catholic queen. How is this going to go down? Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing. Um, So... She rocks up, and he eventually shows up, and he's like, all right, let's head out. We're throwing you a big fucking welcome party. Mm-hmm. So he takes her back to her new home of, well, her first home of Edinburgh Castle. Um, according to Google Maps, it looks like the port where they arrived in Edinburgh was Life. only like 14-minute drive. Like, today it'd be a 14-minute drive, so it was, I'm just glad that she didn't have a super long journey no. after the boat ride. It probably would have been, you know, uh, half a day's work. Yeah, not, not super far. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so she arrives and there's this big banging party planned. Huge banquet. All the lords and ladies that were important were there. And luckily, like we mentioned, she had a very infectious personality. And, like, and she's gorgeous. And she's stunning. Everybody, like, immediately was just like... Okay, we okay. love her. We okay, okay. She's <laughs> yes. We, she just had like the star quality about yeah, her. Yeah, she did. And she he, always did. Everybody that always met her was always like, oh. Wow. And everybody and 
everybody just immediately was like, what a relief. We didn't know what to expect from her. Was she going to be crazy? Like, you know, everybody had heard of Catherine de' Medici. Like, is she going to be like crazy like that bitch? And Mm -hmm. no, she's nice and bubbly and just wants to get to know everybody. And they're all like, and they have this huge fucking big party and it goes on all night. They loved her. She's amazing. So finally, towards the end of the night, Mary leaves to go to bed. And she's like, thank you so much for the warm welcome. Thank you. And everybody's been drinking wine. And all these musicians gather under her window. And they play all night. And poor baby Mary just wants to go to sleep. She's like, bitch. They play. These musicians just take turns playing love songs for her and all this stuff. And she, the next morning, bless her heart, she goes down there and she was just like, that was that was fantastic. But you, you thank you so much. But you know she wanted to be like, y'all have been drinking wine all day. Y'all sounded like garbage. <laughs> I wanted some fucking sleep, but instead she was like, thank you so much. What that a class act. Class act Come on. for sure. So her reception in Scotland for the most part was a really positive sort of thing. And she she made it clear from the get-go. She's like, Protestants, I'm not going to make you change your religion. Yeah. And, and that's huge. And they were all like, "Whew." What a relief. Because that that's what was, everyone was scared about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the turmoil at the time is Catholics versus Protestants. Yeah. And for your ruler to come out and be like, I don't care. You're like, awesome. <laughs> she did stick out like a sore thumb because she made the court French. And she yeah. dressed in the French styles. And she liked French music. And so everybody was sort of like, okay. And like she liked dancing. <laughs> and that's, um, so she caught some flack for that. But... At the beginning, it was good. And she was popular. She's young, popular, rich, beautiful. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Plenty. (laughs) And we'll get to that in our next episode. So thanks for listening. If there's something you want to hear, just like hit us up. You can email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. We're at queens underscore podcast. We're on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And follow us on iTunes at Queens Podcast. All one word. All smushed up. Queens Podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Thanks, guys, for listening. Cheers. Bye, girl. Clink, clink. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.